We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is WEEI Late Night with Brian Barrett on WEEI. All right, here we go. We are with you until midnight, baby. If you want to wait in the Red Sox, another disappointing loss. One and three. One and three to start the season. Team's been pitching well and not hitting. Right now, the Red Sox are three for 28 with runners in scoring position. That's 107. And here's the thing about tonight. They didn't have a runner in scoring position until the ninth inning. The Rafael Devers double off the wall. In totality this season, the Red Sox are 23 of 133. They're hitting just 172. So this is why I'm not going nuts about the Red Sox slow start. This offense is going to hit. You have Devers. You have Bogarts. Kike Hernandez is 0 for 17. Eventually, that guy is going to hit. You have J.D. Martinez. Trevor Story could play tomorrow. And all likelihood is going to play Wednesday. Probably gets tomorrow off as well. This team will hit. So I'm not overly concerned about the slow start because the slow start, the reason for it is because they're not hitting. It does not have to do with the pitching staff. The things that we thought we had questions about entering the season, those things have not been an issue for the Red Sox so far this season. I'm not saying they never can be an issue, but the concern right now is the offense, and I'm not going to panic because one of the best lineups in the sport isn't hitting right now. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Mike. Mike is in Boston. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you doing, Brian? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, so I totally agree with you. I, I think it's way too early to panic, but I think one thing that you can look at is um, in the, regards to JBJ is like he didn't get any hits last year. So I just want to know your thoughts on starting Duran and why they, that wasn't the move in the first place. If well, you're, if I mean, you're was, have a- Duran was really bad with the big club last year. Uh, he, that guy was atrocious, if you really think about it. Duran last season struck out 35.7% of the time. That was worse than Bobby yeah. Dahlbeck. There was a lot of hit and miss, not to mention, Mike, the guy is an absolutely horrible outfielder. Got a lot of speed, but he's not a good outfielder. Yeah, I just figured with the speed, you probably gained something there and instead of, you know, having a utility fielder out there that batted 160 last year. That yeah, but just... Duran didn't hit when he was with the Sox either last year. I know. I know, but you gained some speed, so if you actually do get a guy on the bases... I mean, it's not like Jackie Bradley um, Jr. is slow. He's fast. No, I'm not saying that. I just know Duran's faster. So I figured, you know, 
Yeah, we, I, I guess. Yeah, so. and I wonder yeah, and too, Mike, the the vaccine situation with Jaron Duran. He, he's on the COVID list, I believe, right now in Worcester. And remember, last year we knew he wasn't vaccinated, and of course he had to miss extra time because of that when he tested positive for COVID last year. I'm wondering if that is affecting some of the guys at the minor league level because you can't go to Toronto if you're unvaccinated. So I do wonder if that's part of the equation as well. But I'll tell you this, my and I appreciate that. What's that? So I was just going to ask, do you think that if, if Jackie Bradley continues to not hit that, Duran will get some starts out there? No, I think that, I, I don't know why they're not just playing. If they're comfortable with Arroyo playing right field, I don't know why they don't just play him every day. I know that his numbers were not good yeah. against righties last season, but Jackie Bradley Jr.'s numbers aren't good against righties either. So we know that Arroyo mashes lefties, and we know that he's a younger player that still has potential. I'd much rather let Arroyo play every day and let him face righties before we determine, oh, he can't hit righties. The same thing happened to Kike Hernandez with the Dodgers. When Kike was in L.A., he never played against right-handed pitching. Then it's like, oh, when he comes here, we find out he's an everyday player. I just let Arroyo play every day out there if they really are truly comfortable with him out there. And, Mike, I appreciate the call. One thing I will say as it pertains to Arroyo, you could tell last night, like, clearly the guy's a very good athlete, okay? And he makes up for some of... I don't want to say lack of instincts because he has good instincts, but you can tell he's still learning the position. He got a couple of bad jumps out there, like the one where he missed the diving catch last night. He got a bad read on that. It's just going to take some time with him out there. But if they're playing him every day against lefties or every time there's a lefty on the mound, I would just play him every day because I think that guy's got a... I feel like it's not impossible that eventually he starts hitting right-handed pitching. We know that Jackie's never going to hit left-handed pitching. We know that Jackie is rarely going to hit right-handed pitching. So if you're going to do it, just play Arroyo every day. And quite frankly, and you're going to think I'm crazy for this, but if there was going to be an outfielder to come up from Worcester, I would expect it to be Franchi and not Jaron Duran. And I know Franchi struck out a lot, too, but Franchi has way more power than Jaron Duran. <laughs> you know Franchi so far this season. 385, 1237 OPS. He already has three home runs in Worcester. So I would expect that Franchi's the guy that comes out before Jaron Duran. And like I said, I do believe that vaccine situation is a real thing. I don't know if he got vaccinated now. I'm pretty sure he's on the COVID list right now. But I do think you kind of have to weigh that into consideration if you're the Red Sox with the vaccine situation. Oh, boy, here we go. David in Florida is with us. He must be happy, though, because the Red Sox, David, I don't know if you noticed, they're playing well defensively, so he must be happy in some sense. Yeah, I mean, I give him credit, yeah. You know, I got a great trade we can make, though, already. Four games into the season, and I got a great trade we can make. Okay. I want to trade, uh, I mean, I, I want to trade Chaim Bloom and Alex Cora to the Celtics for Brad Stevens and Emi Adoka. Because, I mean, those guys are the up-and-coming team. Let's see, if, let's see if they can help out the Red Sox. They've already taken the Celtics to, to, to new precedents. They haven't reached in a long while. So, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, I blame this all on Cora and, and, and Bloom so far. I mean, I don't know how someone who graduated from the University of Pennsylvania um, who, who, can be, who, who can not see the forest through the trees. Okay, um, David, what? Just one, Reference that, like, give me an example of why, first of all, why you're mad with Cora, and second of all, why you're mad with Bloom. As, as you've been saying, and as everybody's been saying, I mean, they got a surplus of bats, and they need another pitcher, and they need some bullpen help. And Yeah, but David, do you really I mean, think that's been the issue? I mean, the bullpen's been fine. Yeah, Brazier gave it up tonight, but for the most part, the bullpen's been pretty good this season. Wouldn't you agree? 
They came into today with the best bullpen ERA in the American League. It's only been four games. I mean, okay, so why game, are you complaining they, about they it if it's been games. good? Because, because, because the, the big picture is that we all know that they need another. I'm not looking at the results I'm, right now. I'm just looking at the at the big picture, and we all know well, the results, right? They need, they, we all know that they need help in the starting staff and in the bullpen, period. Okay, and David, hold on a second. Though. Hold on a second. Hold on. Diekman was really good last night. Strom's been good. They brought up Cutter Crawford from – he pitched in AAA last year. He's been really good. I don't really think today is the day to complain about the bullpen. Brazier, I don't like Brazier. I'm with you on Brazier. But... Let's stop looking at the results. I, I mean, Why? Are, are you denying the fact that they need – do you believe their pitching staff, their starting pitching staff is good enough to even to, to, to contend for – you know, last year, they, let's not give credit to Alex for last year's success. They, they, right, they zero, they right? Zero credit he deserves. They had, to go to the, they had to go to the end of the season to qualify for the postseason. And then the, yeah, and so the, did the, the Yankees. Playoffs, and then the playoffs. So did the Braves. They won the World Series. They had more wins than yeah, the Braves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the bats just happened to catch fire for four or five games. The bats were so dangerous that a deaf, dumb, and blind man couldn't manage them. So I couldn't manage them, and they, and, and, and they wouldn't have, and they wouldn't have lost because they were supposed to. They were so so much on fire in the last, in the postseason last year. But I, I mean, what has Cora done to, to augment to augment the team's chances? Oh, of winning David, hold on, hold so on, David, hold on a second here, okay? So first of okay. all, I don't agree with you complaining about something that has actually been good for the team as it pertains to the bullpen. But with the Cora thing, you mentioned Cora. What were you yeah. complaining oh, yeah. about? Hold on, David. What have you? I mean, what, what, he, he David, David, David. Let me what? talk. What Go were on. you complaining Go. about all last season? Small ball. The defense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, David. David, hold on. What do you think Alex Cora emphasized in spring training with Devers and Bogarts? They did drills to work on their first step. Does he not deserve credit for the team playing better defensively? First of all, I didn't pay any attention to spring training. Second of all, all that matters at the big leagues is the results. But I'll give it You just so said far. we shouldn't look, look at, at results. Hold on. David, you just said we shouldn't look at results. And now you say it all that matters is results. You said don't look at results, and now we're uh, looking uh, at them. All right, all right, you got me. All right, all right. You, 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 Stop you, looking you, at you, the results. <laughs> no, no. That, that was you, David. <laughs> Stop twisting my words, Brian. Oh, you went to Syracuse. Come on, you didn't you. go to Mass Bay. You went to Syracuse. You graduated from Newhouse. Don't twist my words. You know, with wins and losses. Brian? That's literally you. Brian, you're going to have to get your resume together in a few minutes. Okay? Stop right. twisting my words. Stop looking at the results. <laughs> Brian? Yes, I'm here, David. Okay, you know, I, I, I mean, defensively, yes, they, they've been, they've been, they've been playing quite well so far. With Just say it, David. Alex Cora did a good job getting the team ready defensively. Just say it. Just admit it. No, I won't say it because I don't like the idea that he's putting a Royal in right field. Why? I mean, Why are you mad about that? Because, because I'm, why don't you just put JD in, in shortstop? He's an athlete. He's a big league player. He can make the adjustment. Yeah, it's, Why don't it's, you just put uh, put Christian uh, Christian Vasquez in center field? I mean, they're all athletes. It's just an arbitrary position, right?
good comparison. The description is the same. If the ball comes your way, you pick it up and throw it first, right? Yeah, good point, David. Right? I don't like the idea that he just shuffles people in and out defensively. And I want to see, all right, I want to see more small ball. I want to see him, when, they, when they're struggling offensively, I want to see him find ways to scratch a run across. All right, yeah, we'll see, Dave. Complimentary baseball. Yeah, all right, David, good. Who says that? Who says complimentary and situational game playing? Bill. That's it. All right, David. Good stuff tonight, man. Good stuff. His line's open if you want to grab it at 617-779-7937. I'm not dreaming, right? David did say in one breath or at one point, don't look at the results. And then he told me, don't look at the results. Let's go to instant replay. Stop looking at the results. I think he said, stop looking at the results. Yeah, he said, stop. And then he said, look at the results. Stop looking at the results. <laughs> All right. 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. If you do want to weigh in on the Red Sox after this one tonight, certainly can. Are you concerned about the one and three start? Or are you like me? I'm optimistic because the pitching staff has looked good. Do you disagree with me? Are you concerned about this team? The number 617-779-7937. The number. Brian Barrett with you right here on EI. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to WEEI Late Night. On WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. The first two sliders to have you, although he swung and missed, the other one was a ball, they weren't great, and, and we went to the fastball four times in a row, you know, and uh, that one, although it was above the strike zone, it feels like Javi was just trying to beat him to the spot, and he didn't. All right, that was Alex Cora on the home run from Javi Baez. It was an absolutely atrocious pitch from Ryan Brazier. Fastball, 93 miles an hour up in the zone. The one thing I will say, though, not in defense of Brazier, I don't like that matchup. I understand going to get the righty to face Baez and taking Davis out of the game. Certainly understand that because if you look at Austin Davis throughout last season with the Red Sox, he was not good pitching against righties whatsoever. In fact, that's really why they left him off the ALCS roster is because he can't pitch to right-handed pitchers. Now, uh, hitters rather. We'll see if he gets better at that this season. And definitely one thing that is noticeable with Davis, the velocity's up. Bradfoe told us that was the case in spring training, but the velocity is definitely up. He threw like nine pitches over 95 miles an hour. Last year, he was at 93.6. So you understand taking him out because 
against righties last season, they hit over 300 against Davis. But with Brazier, the one thing that doesn't make sense to me, Baez has an extremely quick bat. Brazier does not have a good fastball. That one was 93. To me, if you're going to bring a right-handed pitcher in at that particular situation, I'm going with Robles. Now, if we find out that Robles wasn't available because he pitched last night, although it wouldn't be like he'd be pitching three days in a row, he didn't pitch on Saturday, totally different conversation. But if you're going to a righty there, at least from my perspective, I'd go with Robles. First of all, his fastball, he has much more velocity on it. We saw him last year hit 99, but he's already hit 96 this year. He can hit 97. We know that to be the case. And he's got a really good slider. And to me, when you have two strikes on Javi Baez, you get a waste to pitch. There's no way you should be throwing him in a fastball like that. I mean, that's just a bad pitch from Brazier. And I don't like the decision from Cora going with him in that particular situation. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Henry. Henry's in Somerville. What's up, Henry? Hi, how you doing? Um, I just was calling in. That last guy was driving me a little bit crazy. I wanted to address some of the things that he was talking about. Oh, David. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah, go ahead. So, first of all, complaining about not qualifying for the playoffs until the last week is uh, ridiculous, I think. If you think any team is going to clinch this division before the last week of the season this year, I mean, I think it's beyond any reasonable doubt that this division is going to come down to the wire again. It's the best division in the major leagues. You can't expect the Red Sox to go and clinch that division um, early in September. Um, I think that complaining about Arroyo in right field is 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 a, a little premature. I think I get he didn't look great there his first his first game. Um, obviously, Jackie Bradley, a phenomenal defensive player, and Arroyo's not quite that. But why don't we give him a chance? You know, he he's barely played that position before. Give him a little while there, see how he does. Uh, I, I mean, what do you think about that? No, I'm with you, and like I I look at it too. Arroyo, it's going to take a little bit of time out there, and the only way he's going to get better in right field is more experience. So he's a good enough athlete to play out there. He got a couple of bad reads last night, but overall, I feel like I would rather just have him play every day than having Jackie Bradley Jr. in the lineup. I just let him go. Yeah, I you know I think that's reasonable, um, but I I do you know I might be a little biased. I'm maybe still holding on to the old Jackie, but. I think you give Jackie a chance too. Look, I get he's not the best hitter, um, but he is a phenomenal defensive player. And if he can bat even just 220, I think that's a that's a net positive guy because of what he brings on the defensive end. I don't think you need. Well, him yeah, Henry. If he if he's the only weak link in the lineup, right? Because if you look at it, yeah. Now, I'm giving Bobby Dahl back a couple of months to see what he does because we saw what he mm-hmm. did at the end of last season, and he had a really good spring. He switched some things up in terms of his two-strike approach. Yeah. So I certainly want to give Bobby Dahl back. Play. And he hit, had the biggest hit of the season so far. He had the home run last oh, yeah. night. So I'm certainly going to give him some time. But the question is going to be, can Bobby Dahl back hit? What does Vasquez give you offensively? Because if Vasquez can give you a little something offensively, then obviously you can live with having a bad hitter in the nine hole. Like, uh, not many mm-hmm. teams have a good hitter in the nine hole. So you can certainly live with it. Right. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you on that. Um, and... And like you were saying to David earlier, I mean, the the bullpen has been a pleasant surprise so far. It's only been four games. I get it. I get what he's saying. You know, um, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But, I mean, the the pitching has looked good, and we did add some arms in the offseason. I mean, we got Diekman. Um, you know, he looked bad in his first appearance. We got Strom, but, but Diekman came in the other night against the Yankees and closed the door. 
Um, you know, I think he got Judge Rizzo and Stan. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. you know he looks strong and and Robles is looking really good. And uh, you know we got Sale coming back. If he can stay healthy, we've got a you know a solid rotation. I I wouldn't be too worried about the pitching staff. Um, well, it's and not Henry the in the league, but... Henry, I think a couple of things. I appreciate the call. His line's open if you want to grab it at six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. A couple of things. So he makes a really good point because. First of all, if what we saw from Cutter Crawford last night was real, and we should believe it's real because he had a really good spring, and we know that his velocity was up in spring as well, and we clearly saw that last night. The velocity was clearly up for Cutter Crawford. He's got a good cutter as well, which I know people are going to start making jokes about that. But he clearly has good stuff. His stuff plays, and what Crawford gives you, and I'm not saying he's going to be exactly like this guy, but it's similar to the role that Garrett Whitlock plays where he's somebody, as we saw last night, that can give you multiple innings, which is obviously major for this team because you need more bulk guys out there, especially considering the fact that the Red Sox, as a staff, with the exception of maybe Evaldi, although he didn't go super deep the other day, these guys aren't going deep into games. So it makes a lot of sense to have a guy that can give you bulk like Cutter Crawford. And his stuff, if you watch him last night, it's very difficult to pick up that arm slot because it's it almost looks like a shot, but it's very difficult to pick up. So I was pleasantly pleased with him. And the two other guys you picked up in the offseason, Deekman, I get it rough, outing on Friday. He looked really good last night. The stuff was absolutely filthy that he was throwing to Judge, to stand, especially to Gallo. You see the one, the slider that he threw to Gallo where Gallo like turned around like he was, or not turned around, like, but he pulled his shoulder away. He thought he was going to get hit and it ended up being a strike. So he pitched really well and strong has looked really good as well. So when you look at it, Heinblum did add some pieces to the bullpen that they look like they're going to work. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Sean. Sean, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? I just wanted to touch on your point. I think the pitching, especially the bullpen, has been really impressive. I did not think going into this season that that would be the strong suit of the first week. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going well. I just think that the bottom of the order just needs some work. I don't know what you think. Yeah, so what would you do? Would you change something up? Would you take somebody out of the lineup, put somebody in, or do you just think they got to get rid of somebody? What's your point? Uh, I think uh, Arroyo, like I agree with you, I think he should get more reps in the outfield. I mean, he just made some, uh, you know, he took some steps. You know, he jumped on balls a little early, a little late. And, I mean, Bradley, I mean, I don't really – he's a good outfielder, but Arroyo's more of a well-rounded player than Bradley. I mean, he just hits better. And I feel like if he just gets more reps out there, he'll be able to be better defensively. Yeah, I'm with you, Sean. I appreciate the call. His line's open if you want to grab it at 617-779-7937. Now, Corey did say – that it's going to be a straight platoon situation with Jackie Bradley Jr. and Arroyo. I I just feel like Arroyo brings a lot to the table. He's clearly taking this new challenge on of being a right fielder. He's obviously taking that on. I just would like him to be in the lineup more often. Like, I understand the point that the organization would make about, okay, well, Jackie Bradley Jr. brings so much to the table from a defensive perspective. And when they trot out that outfield of Jackie Bradley Jr. and right, Kike Hernandez in center, Alex Verdugo in left field. You don't get better than that from a defensive perspective. Alex Verdugo, not a great center fielder, really good left fielder. Last year, seven defensive runs saved. That was tied for second amongst left fielders. Only Tyler O'Neill had more of the St. Louis Cardinals. So he gives you a ton from a defensive perspective out in left field. Kike Hernandez was one of the best defensive center fielders in all of Major League Baseball last year, according to basically all the metrics. 
eight outfield assists, 14 defensive runs saved, only behind Michael A. Taylor and Harrison Bader. Kike played only 716 innings. Not to mention you had Jackie Bradley Jr. out there as a center fielder last year, had nine defensive runs saved. So when you look at that outfield, yeah, it's really good. So I understand why the Red Sox want to do it. But at some point, Jackie Bradley Jr. has got to give you just a little bit of something offensively. And if Arroyo can get up to speed playing right field, I just feel like there's more upside with Arroyo because he brings more to the offensive side of things. And Arroyo's numbers were not good at all last year against right-handed pitching. And he was actually really good against left-handed pitching. In fact, if you look at this Red Sox team, he was their best hitter against right-handed pitch. I get it limited sample size because he played le- way less games. But against lefties, 329, 885 OPS. Against righties, just 213, 685. But that's a very limited sample size as it pertains to Arroyo. Because we know if Jackie Bradley Jr. is a hitter, he's not good. He's never been good. He's never been consistent. I remember when he had that long hitting streak years ago. And he came up, he's a big-time prospect and all that, but he's never lived up to the hype on the offensive side, right? I know he's the CS MVP and all that, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But just in terms of we know what Jackie Bradley Jr. is as an offensive player. I'd like Arroyo to get more opportunities. I believe Arroyo is an everyday player at the major league level, so I feel like if he's going to prove that, he needs more of an opportunity to hit against right-handed pitching. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Will. Will is in Rhode Island tonight. What's up, Will? Hey, Brian. How you doing? Uh, I agree with you with um, how we got to get Arroyo uh, more at-bats and just in the lineup. Um, but I think that, honestly, right now, the lineup needs to change dramatically. Um, not dramatically. I, that's an overstatement. But um, I like Kike obviously leading off. And then I want to see uh, Bogarts move into the two-hole instead of the four-hole. I, I just feel like he's our best overround, overall hitter, you know, contact power. And then I want Devers in the three-hole. Uh, that yeah, it's it's his time to be in the three hole. That's what he's got to be. He's going to be the next big poppy. And then I want Martinez four hole, five hole story because I don't imagine Story's slump to continue. Uh, and then honestly, I kind of want to drop Verdugo either like nine or eight. So that way, because he's been getting on base. I mean, I know he produced that first Yankee game uh, in the five hole, but I don't think that's his spot. And it's 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 going to be a great season. I'm so excited. I'm already falling in love with this team. Uh, we would be uh, what? What are we now? One and three. We would be two and two if it weren't for Laz the Spaz. But um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, he was horrible in that game. Batting order, dude. Uh, well, there was the missed pitch against Stanton, dude. That that yep. took the momentum. It would have been O two. We would have struck him out. Would have made made him look like a fool. But, yeah, um, and you throw know, a different pitch there too, the especially game. if you you probably throw a different pitch there. And the yeah. other thing I'd say too is, right, you're at, like the average for accuracy for umpires is ninety four percent. He was at eighty nine percent that he day. Had, he, oh, okay. Well, so honestly, up until that point, he had he took a bat out of Dahlbeck's hands uh, the inning before that. So we had, we had two back to back calls that were that because we had a runner in scoring position for Dahlbeck. But I mean, I don't know. Those two calls kind of deterred that game for me. But um, but well, yeah, that I guy's. A, I mean, Will he really is a joke? Do you remember like he tried to file a lawsuit yeah. against Major League Baseball? He thought they were being oh, racist yeah. for like him right, not right, getting right. games. And it came down nah, as man, he was like, the wor- we can check, man. We have it all on computers now. We can <laughs> check if you're bad. Yeah, I mean, you know? he, I, but, um, that was that was idiotic by him. And I appreciate the call, Will. Agreed. Good stuff. His line's open at 617-779-7937. Yeah. So Laz Diaz, he accused Major League Baseball and Joe Torre of being 
racist for not giving him bigger assignments as it pertains to the postseason. And basically, all they had to do Major League Baseball is like, well, here's your scorecard. He graded out as one of the worst umpires in the entire sport. So it wasn't Major League Baseball being racist. It was you suck as an umpire. So that game, by the way, that he references against the Yankees opening day, he had his overall accuracy was 89%. MLB average is 94%. So he's 5% below average. And by the way, in terms of he was at plus 0.28 runs added for the Yankees. He was horrible in that game. And he is right about that Stanton pitch. That was not, or I, I should say, that was a strike. It wasn't called a strike. So they should have been in front of the count 0-2, and instead it's a 1-1 count. Now, look, you still have the opportunity to execute pitches, but Laz is absolutely atrocious, absolutely horrible in that game. Now, as it pertains to the lineup situation, I'm fine with it right now in terms of where they have it at. They're not going to put Bogart second and Devers third because you have Kike Hernandez leading off. Cora likes to have that right, left, right. It's, he likes to alternate. It makes it more difficult later on in games. And now your best hitter, I know he said he thinks Bogarts is the best hitter. I disagree with that. I believe that Devers is the best hitter on this team. He's definitely the most dangerous hitter on this team as well. And what you see now, this is an analytical thing is you put your best hitter in the second spot. So if you look at the teams across, like Mike Trout hits second. That's ordinarily what teams do nowadays. They put their best hitter in that number two hole. So it makes sense to keep Devers there. And, yeah, because he also mentioned having Story and J.D. back-to-back. No, the reason they put Verdugo in there is to split up the righties, right? Because it makes it more difficult for these teams later on in games to match up. So that's why he does it that way. I would actually love to see at some point, and I don't think it's going to happen, Story endeavors back to back because Devers clobbers right handed pitching and OPS over 970. And Trevor Story is one of the best hitters in all of Major League Baseball against left handed pitching. And he's been that way for a while. I mean, if you look at Story's numbers, it's absolutely ridiculous what he does to left handed pitching. So let me see where it goes back from. I did it since the start of 18. So the start of 18, Trevor Story against lefties 37 home runs. That's sixth in baseball during that stretch. 43 doubles, that's 5th in baseball. 174 hits, that's 6th. 999 OPS, 8th. And a 618 slugging percentage, 4th. So I would like that ability to have Devers and Story back-to-back late in games because of how much trouble that brings to your bullpen. Because, hey, if you're bringing in a lefty, okay, well, yeah, he's facing Devers, but then he's going to face Story. And obviously the opposite can be true as well. But I I like where they have him. Now, they also did say, Corey did say before the season that he could have Story hitting second against lefties and move Rafi back in the lineup there. So we'll see if he makes that change tomorrow if Story's in the lineup. But I don't think Story's going to be in the lineup tomorrow. Cora said they're getting him in there tonight, but he thinks it's more realistic that he plays on Wednesday. Oh, I do want to get to this, though. So we had David, the great David in Florida, call earlier. And he yelled at me two different times, but he asked me to do the opposite. So let's get to David first talking to me about the results. Stop looking at the results. I, I mean, Why? I, okay, so that was David's first point. He told me he was mad about the bullpen, so I told him the bullpen's been good, and he told me to stop looking at the results. So then later on in the conversation, here was David. A few moments later. All that matters at the big leagues is the results. 
But I'll give it You just so said far. we shouldn't look at results. David, you just said we shouldn't look at results. And now you say it all that matters is results. You said don't look at results, and now we're uh, looking at them. All right, all right, you got me. All right, all right. You, 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 Stop you, looking you, at you the results. <laughs> no, no. That, that was you, David. That... He's unbelievable, isn't he, Justin? A national treasure he is. He really is. He really is. And here's the thing. Of all people, of all people to be upset about this team, David should not be. What David has asked for out of the Red Sox all offseason, all last year, improve your defense. Make your defense better. The Red Sox came into today fourth in baseball with three defensive runs saved. Rafael Devers has a defensive run saved. Rafael Devers has been absolutely, he's been good at the plate as well, but he's been absolutely outstanding. He has been noticeably better this season in the field than he was a season ago. You can't doubt that. or I mean, you can't argue that. He looks like he's in better shape. He made another great play tonight going to his left. I mean, that was a phenomenal play by Rafael Devers. So, David, even though the team is 1-3, and three, David should be happy about where this team's at because the defense has been improving. He's all about defense. That's David's number one priority is defense. And somehow he's upset about the way this team has performed. I can't understand it. All right, 617-779-7937 is the number. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. I still can't believe he did that. He told me not to look at the results, and then he told me to look at the results. In, in the same argument, he told me to do the opposite. Unbelievable. Hopefully we hear from David tomorrow. He'll have to defend it. 617-779-7937, the number. If you do want to weigh in on the Red Sox, are you concerned about them going 1-3? and three? That's on the table. Oh, I did say the one thing I really like about this team right now is the fact that we have seen High and Bloom. There has been an emphasis with him to get guys in the bullpen to throw sliders. That's why the Rays bullpen was so good last year. Their slider usage this year compared to last year is already up 6% in terms of the percentage of pitches that their guys throw out of the bullpen. It's up 6% in terms of sliders. And I expect that number to continue to climb with the likes of Diekman. Robles throws a slider. Brazier throws a slider. He should have thrown one tonight to, of course, Javi Baez. Strom throws a slider. Davis throws a slider. Everybody in their bullpen, with like the exception of Matt Barnes and Crawford, he doesn't have a slider, but he does have a cutter. So most of these guys in the Red Sox bullpen, even Whitlock, he throws a slider now as well. So I do like that. It's clearly an emphasis to get more guys out of the bullpen with sliders. I do like it. 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. Coming up next, did the Celtics make a mistake by winning yesterday? We'll address it next here on EI. To it. WEEI Late Night and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Yeah, I mean, it kind of, beside what we did, you know, Milwaukee losing, we knew if we won, we would get two. And then, you know, I think Philly lost. And so, I'm sorry, they won. So it didn't affect what we would have done either way. And so, um, like I said, we were worried about ourselves, getting our guys some reps. And obviously, we'll start to dig into Cleveland and Brooklyn. And haven't seen Cleveland in a while, and Brooklyn obviously is who they are, and we played them recently, but uh, it'd be good to at least, like you said, have some clarity and focus on two teams. All right, so is that the right plan? Ime Adoka said, hey, we knew that Milwaukee lost, so we wanted the Nets. Let's go. We're taking on the Nets. Was this a smart move by the Celtics? 617-779-7937, the number, plus, of course, the Red Sox on the table all night long. One and three to begin the season. I'm not overly concerned because it's your strength that hasn't been there. It is your offense that hasn't been there. And I'm not concerned that this team 
is going to be one of the worst hitting teams in Major League Baseball. It's just not going to happen for the majority of the season. So I'm not overly concerned because the bullpen has been a pleasant surprise with the exception of Brazier tonight. And Waka threw the ball really well tonight. I feel like most of the starters have thrown the ball well. My most frustrating guy would be Hulk. Hulk's going to give you more length than he did if he's going to stay in the rotation long term. By the way, I just want to mention this real briefly. Did you see the tweet? Now, it's official now that Frank Vogel is out as the Lakers head coach. Did you see the tweet from Adrian Wojnarowski last night? This was his tweet. Frank Vogel has coached his final game for the Lakers, a decision that's expected to be shared with him as soon as Monday. Sources tell ESPN. Like, hey, maybe they should tell Frank Vogel before they tell Woj. Woj knows, and they haven't told the head coach. And he basically says it in the damn tweet. I mean, the Lakers, what a dumpster. That is embarrassing. And quite frankly, it's unfair to Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel is not the reason that that team sucked. I'm not saying he's the greatest coach in the world, but they just won a championship with that guy two years ago. And this is how he finds out that he's getting fired. I mean, that's embarrassing. Somebody asked him about it at the postgame press conference. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I don't know anything yet. Or he said, I don't know bleep. That's what he said. That's what I'd say, too. Like, I haven't been told. You guys know something I don't. Uh, totally unfair. I mean, that organization is a joke. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Steve. He's in Framingham. Steve, what's up, man? Hey, good to talk to you. First time I've talked to you this year. Good to hear that you're all fired up about the Red Sox again. Of course, man. Um, Let's go. they got to pick it up tomorrow. They need a 10 spot. No, The hitting is so weak. Um, it'll get better. But I was just thinking to, like, like – um, at the beginning of the pandemic, I had an opportunity to, to – I, I really had a lot of time. I read the Alex Spear book, Homegrown. I would really recommend for um, fans, if you want to kind of see the inner workings of how you build a franchise from the ground up. And they had so many talented players, and 2018 wasn't that long ago. My point is um, it's, it's good that they got story. He's a, he's a great hitter. He's going to do well. I'm, it's unfortunate that, you know, Bogarts is probably gone. And I just hope that they can spend a lot of money on Devers to try to keep him because I think they're just seeing the churn of all these players where they bring them up through the system and they don't necessarily stay. And you can see it with, like, the Yankees. They can't sign Aaron Judge. Um, I, I hope that they can keep some of their guys. I, 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 that's my point. Yeah, Steve, I think they are going to keep Devers. I appreciate the phone call. His line's open if you want to grab it at 617-779-7937. I believe they will keep Devers long-term. The reason I say that is just look at how the reporting happened. And it seems now Jeff Passan said on Sunday Night Baseball they're $100 million apart. But the fact that the Red Sox went back to Devers with another offer after the gap was very wide at the beginning of this whole process. The fact that they reached out and started talking back and forth with Devers, I just feel like with Devers, you still have time to get this thing done, right? I mean, he's probably going to have, and I believe he's going to have a really good season. He's off to a good start already. He had a double tonight, of course, hit a home run in the opener off Garrett Cole. His defense has been really, really good. So I I feel like that improved defense is only going to help Devers as it pertains to the negotiating process. But with Bogarts, I believe he's gone. You heard him. He was dejected. There's no way they're going to get a contract extension done with him. And quite frankly, I sort of empathize with Bogarts. I feel bad for him because clearly he wants to be here. But the organization, I understand where they're coming from because they look at it like, okay, well, he's going to be entering his 30-year-old season. We don't really feel like he's a shortstop long-term. All the defensive metrics would tell you that. 
So we're not going to give him the Seager-like contract. We're just not willing to pay that. So I understand where the organization is coming from. But at the same time, I feel bad for the player. I believe the organization is making the right decision. You already have Trevor's story here. So I totally understand where the organization is coming from, especially if Xander Bogarts is not going to be willing to move positions long term. So I totally understand where the organization is coming from. But on a human level, I feel bad for Xander because Bogarts is up there at the podium the other day, and you can tell he wants to be here, but the organization, and I don't want to say the organization is lowballing him, but they're offering him a contract that he won't play for. And when it comes to a guy like Bogarts, his stature in the game, at some point your pride is hurt, right? Your pride is affected if you would be willing to take less money probably than the highest paid shortstop in Major League Baseball, right? But how low are you willing to go, right? There's a pride element to that with Bogarts. 617-779-7937 is the number. And by the way, I don't blame Bogarts for that. If you're not going to get, somebody is going to pay Bogarts that type of money. Somebody's going to give it to him out in the open market. Now, I don't think he's going to have as many suitors as him and Scott Boris think he's going to have, but somebody's going to pay him. Let's get to Betty. She is in Oakland tonight. Hey, Betty. Hi. Um, First of all, I'm really stressing over these contracts. I know it shouldn't affect me, but it really bothers me. And if it bothers me, I bet you it's bothering the team also. And I don't mean just just bogey. I mean the entire team. I think this is a um, a, a bad vibe over the team. You know, I just wish they would just pay Raffy, pay bogey, and pay Nate. You know, this has been my mantra for, you know, a month now. And I, ju- I just don't understand why they just won't do it. You know, I it would make the, everybody feel better. And I just want to go through one season where I'm not stressing over over um, losing a player for the yeah. you know for the entire season. I it's I'm sick of stressing. Yeah, I think Betty, you know the the Devers thing. As I mentioned, I believe eventually that one's going to get done. Remember, they still have another year of club control with Rafael Devers. I think at some point they get that done, but. I think we have to, as Red Sox fans, come to the realization that this is it for Bogarts. They're not going to get it done. Unfortunately, I mean, I love the guy. It'd be great if he'd be here long-term. I just don't feel like they're going to pay that type of price for a player they don't think is a long-term shortstop on the other side of 30. With the Evaldi situation, I'm sure there's going to be conversations back and forth with the organization and Nate. Nate has made it abundantly clear that he wants to be here. This is really where his career took off. Remember, he was not great with the Yankees. He was not great with the Marlins. He was not great with the Dodgers. Here is where he figured it out. So I believe they'll get something done. And I know that he's a really big fan of the training staff here as well. I believe they'll get something done with Nate eventually as well. Oh, brother, I'm so stressing over this, you know. <laughs> and I, th- I think it really affects them. I mean, if it affects us, it has to affect them. I mean, Devers looks good to start the season. Bogarts, I mean, he had that. He, Bogarts looks pretty good as well. Like, I, I don't think it's affecting their play. Well, I, I do because, first of all, I think, um, you know, Rafi isn't, isn't – I mean, he's hitting a little bit, but he's not hitting like he used to. And as far as Bogey goes, he's not hitting well at all, you know. I mean, little, little you know, dunkers here and there. But he really hasn't been um, – the player he was, you know, in years past, hitting-wise. Yeah, I mean, it's early, though, Betty. You know, it's four games into the season. I don't, I don't, like, the only reason, the only way I believe the contract situations become a distraction for this team 
is if when we get to the trading deadline and the Red Sox are not in contention for the division or in contention for a wild card spot, I believe that's the only time it would become controversial because then you would have the question, well, should they trade Bogarts? They're out of it. I don't think it's going to be an issue for most of the season. I feel like Cora has that stuff under control. Well, I hope he does. You know, I love yeah, I, mean, I love Cora. Yeah, you know, and, he's the best. Yeah, Betty, I appreciate the call. Her line's open if you want to grab it at 617-779-7937. Cora talks to these guys before the game. And I feel like Bogarts is a pro's pro. I mean, Bogart said, hey, will you talk about this during the season? No. He said, it's unfair to my teammates. I mean, the guy's everything you want from your athlete. He said, no, I'm not talking about my contract because of the fact that it could distract my teammates. Not it's going to distract me. It's going to distract my teammates. So, no, I don't think this will not be an issue for the Red Sox, the contract situation, unless we have a similar situation to what we had in 19, where Mookie Betts was under contract. And we knew they couldn't come to an agreement on a contract extension. And the Red Sox were playing poorly. And at the All-Star game, Mookie was going out there saying, oh, I do like Boston. Remember, like, he had to clarify the fact that he liked the city and all that different type of stuff. So when I look at it from that perspective, if the 2019 Red Sox are similar to this year's Red Sox, then it will be a distraction. But as long as they figure it out, and I expect they're going to hit the ball tomorrow, then this is not going to be a distraction. All right, 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. So if you do want to wait on the Red Sox, are you concerned about the 1-3 and three start? That's on the table. Plus, we will get to the Celtics. Did they make the right decision by getting the two seed? We'll get to that next here on EEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 